0: Hello? Are we on the air? Welcome to the Beyond the Mind podcast, where we ask not what's in your head, but what your head is in. Prepare to be inspired, inspired to change your environment, change your mindset, and ultimately change your life. Willpower doesn't work, people. If you truly want to move away from stress and anxiety, you have to start with your environment. With your environment. So let's go. Let's apply some positive change into your world. Happiness is loading. It's loading. Welcome to the Beyond the, Mind Beyond the Mind podcast. Hello, podcast world. I am your host, Ian Highfield, and I am excited to be bringing you today's show from my new location in Inman Park. Uh, Atlanta. I am no longer in the man cave. Yes, I have grown up, uh, moved out of the bachelor pad with the man cave, and I now live in a very swanky flat in Inman Park with my girlfriend. So I'm excited to be able to bring you this first podcast uh, from my new location. And I wanted to make it a good one. So I was really racking my brain. I wanted to christen my new apartment was something that's really, really, really important to me and I really think can make a difference uh, in in people's lives. So what we're going to talk about, we're actually going to talk about the power of the environment, how the environment can influence motivation. And then we're not just going to leave it there. We're actually going to talk about how you can shape your environment, or someone else's environment to influence motivation. Because motivation is key. Without motivation, um, you can have all the skills in the world. But if you're not motivated to use them, you're never, ever going to achieve your potential. You can have all the talent in the world. If you're not motivated to use this and build on it, it's going to go to waste. So if you're a parent, listen to this podcast. It can really help you manipulate the environment so that your children become more motivated in tasks that you're wanting them to engage in. If you're a coach, listen to this podcast because it will help you create environments that are really aimed at the age and the development of the child that you are coaching. If you can master this, you will create coaching environments that are applicable to the individuals and the groups that you are training that can then forge motivation within that team. If you're a husband, a wife, a partner, and you want to have a hobby or share an experience with a loved one, listen to this podcast. It will help you do it in a way where you can both be engaged in the task. If you're an educator, this could help you shape your classroom so that more students become motivated and engage in the tasks that you want them to. The environments that we create are so, so powerful. If we can learn to manipulate them and influence the environment, then we can use this as a tool to influence individual behaviors. And I read a book, I can't remember what book this was in, but the the analogy really stuck out to me about how powerful the environment is. Um, Imagine if um, there was two people, one had uh, all the best ingredients to make a cake, and the other had just average ingredients. So person one has been to Whole Foods and got the best, most expensive ingredients to bake the cake. And person two has been to Walmart and picked up their ingredients off the budget aisle. You would assume that person one, their cake is going to be the best. However, they get home and persons one, their kitchen doesn't work. The oven is broken. So those ingredients are redundant. Person two, they don't have the best ingredients, but they have a great oven that works. It gets to the right temperature. It's going to bake that cake. That is the power of the environment. A very simple story, and I kind of threw that in from nowhere, but that highlights the power of the environment. I see the ingredients as like talent or innate ability. But if you don't have the correct environment, if the oven isn't working, you're not going to stimulate those talents. You're not going to cook those ingredients. You're not going to bake the cake. So to me, that really highlights the power of the environment. The environment is key. So if you can learn to manipulate and bend the environment to suit individuals' needs, then it's a really, really powerful tool for creating positive change. And in true Beyond the Mind fashion, I'm gonna teach you how to do this. But before I do, I wanna share my motivation for doing this. Recently, I was actually on a forum, an open forum, uh, and I was asked a question in this forum. There was quite a lot of people listening in. It was over the internet. Uh, It was a soccer forum. And a parent said, during quarantine, my child has not been motivated to practice. What should I do? And I asked them, how old is your child? And they replied, I think it was 11. And I basically said, let them be an 11-year-old that simple let them be an 11 year old let them have fun let them do other things let them experience tasks this child was 11 years old and the parent was worried that they're not training with intensity at 11 years old Um, i also spoke to the mexican golf federation and the head of the mexican golf federation said You know what, Ian? One of the problems we have is that every single parent wants their child to be Tiger Woods. From the second that they pick up the golf club, they want their child to be Tiger Woods and they're treating them that way. And then also, I've experienced over the last two to three years working with college athletes, more and more and more of them are dropping out. They quit. They get to the point where college athletics is too much for them. They don't enjoy it anymore. They don't want to do it and they quit. And a lot of this is down to the way that they've trained prior. So when I answer that question to the person who says on the forum, hey, what should I do? And I ask their age and the child is 11. The reason I'm saying that is I'm trying to guard them against burnout. One of the biggest keys for lack of motivation in a, in a student, in an individual, in a classroom is tiredness, burnout. You know, life takes its toll. And if we are trying to make, as coaches or as teachers, if we are trying to make every single person Tiger Woods or Lionel Messi or um, the greatest piano player of all time, if that's what we want and that's what we're trying to teach, then straight away we're pushing our uh, students into burnout mode. So there's a far, far, far better way uh, to go about this. Now, again, before I go into it, before I go into the solution and, and can help you understand how you manipulate environments to keep motivation high and to avoid burnout, I want to give a shout out to a book that I read. Um, This book was written by a lady called Kate Fagan uh, and it's called What Made Maddie Run. Now, I've always, always been very proud of the kind of coach that I am because I've always seen the human in front of me. So when I give an answer like, let an 11-year-old be an 11-year-old, it's because I know that that is a human being. It's not a robot that can be programmed to be the next Ronaldo. It's a human being. And I understand the dangers of putting them into an ineffective coaching model or a coaching model that gets too intense too quickly. I understand that burnout is a danger, But if you read this book, What Made Maddie Run, you'll soon find out dangers that go far, far beyond burnout and and leaving the sport. Um, Maddie was high school uh, star, star at soccer, star at athletics, super intelligent, had the the prom queen looks. uh, And on the Instagram and social media, it looked like she had the perfect life. Uh, She went to an Ivy League college. She ran track at the Ivy League college. Um, So again, on paper, everything looked amazing. She um, had a great family behind her. Uh, And unfortunately, she was very, very, very uh, unwell mentally. And um, the environments that she was exposed to, They pushed her and they pushed her and they created burnout, physical and mental. uh, And Maddie ended up taking her life. Um, And it's a a very, very, very sad story. Uh, But what it did was with me, it created urgency. Um, There's two things that are gonna make you change as a person, pleasure and pain. Uh, The pain of reading this book motivated me to be even better than I was at seeing the human in front of me, at seeing the individual in front of me, and trying to understand that I'm not here to create a champion. I'm here to help a human have the best life that they possibly can. Um, So that's my motivation uh, for doing this podcast. I want to give Kate Fagan a shout-out for writing that book. It's a stunning piece of work and uh, Maddie's parents actually allowed Kate access to her social media accounts, um, her emails, phone records, text messages to to write that book. So you get a a deep insight into what a lot of of teenagers and college athletes are going through. Uh, And if you're a parent, a coach, a teacher, you need to read this book because that could be your child one day. Um, every single one of my parents that I work with or the the children, the parents of the children that I work with, that I coach, I'm recommending this book and I'm talking to them about this book. So please, please, please get this book. Uh, It will motivate you to do what I'm about to, to share with you. So Uh, Back to it, how do you manipulate an environment to help individuals stay motivated or help yourself stay motivated or, like I said, have a hobby with a partner and be engaged in it together, share something together? Well, what you have to do is you have to look at your phase of participation So that's quite an academic term, and this comes from a lot of academia that I've read. I'm going to try and keep it as simple as possible. So your phase of participation. So if you're new to the hobby or the sport or the um, skill that you're trying to learn, phase one is basically it should be fun. It's that simple. If you're going to take up a new task if you're gonna share a hobby with a partner, if you're gonna introduce something new into the classroom for your students to learn, if your child is gonna take up a sport, it has to be fun. All too often, this is where the major breakdown happens. And and this is what I think the Mexican Golf Federation were getting at. And this is why I think so many kids quit in college and, and suffer burnout in college is because we miss out that phase. We don't allow children um, or people starting new hobbies or new challenges to have fun. Straight away, we go into really what's phase two, and that's intensity. Everything becomes intense, and we want to be good straight away. And if we're coaches, we have this tendency, we want to create champions So we've got to get X right and Y right. Learn the fundamentals. Learn this. Do this. Have this. Actually, no. Forget all that. Make it fun. It has to be fun. All of this when you join a new uh, sport or a new hobby, mastering the fundamentals. How is that fun? It's not. It's kind of... How can I say it's too intense? It's too early for that. And ultimately, if you make it fun, what you are doing is you're creating participation and a love for that task. You're creating what's called intrinsic motivation. If it's fun, it will become a part of you. You will desire to do it for the sheer fun of the task and the love and engagement of engaging in this new skill or this new thing that you're trying to learn. So phase number one in the phases of participation is things have to be fun. So if you're gonna take up a new hobby with a partner, make it fun. If you're gonna introduce something into the classroom, make it fun. If you are a coach and you're coaching kids five, six, seven, make it fun. And a great way to do this, is make it game-like. Make everything fun challenges, fun games. Even involve the, the children or the classroom in designing the game. That's where it's at. And then they feel part of it. This all is scientifically proven to increase motivation. So if you are trying to master a skill or you are trying to help someone master a skill and you are very early on in that process... Make it fun. Now, if you've had fun for long enough and you decide, you know what? This is so much fun. I want to get better at this. I really want to get better at this. Then phase two, intensity. And again, like I've said, this is where we all tend to start. We tend to miss out phase one and go straight to phase two. But once the student, and this, not the parent, by the way, if the parent decides now it's time for intensity, that's wrong. If the coach decides now it's time for intensity, that's wrong. It has to be the individual. Once the individual decides, you know what? This is so much fun and I've built up a certain level of love for this task or this sport or this skill I now want to get really good then that's where intensity becomes injected and that is where then things are fine-tuned and refined and what we're trying to do here we're trying to build up more um, self-determination So you are, at this phase, going to have to do things that maybe you don't enjoy so much, but you get to that end goal. You're going to do it because you know the joy is around the corner. So phase one and phase two are very different. Phase one is all about fun. Phase two now is about intensity and having to do things you don't enjoy, but you're not going to burn out. You're less likely to burn out, get stressed or quit because you have built up this love for the task, because you spent time having fun. And then there's a third phase, and the third and final phase is realistically called guidance. So ultimately, if you want to master something, you have to become autonomous. So by autonomous, you don't want to be reliant on someone. You know, Maybe in phase one, you're quite dependent on the coach. Um, you need the coach to explain everything to you and to help you create that fun and that joy. Number two, um, you can be dependent on the coach because you're going to need them to help refine skills. You're going to need the te- technical training. You're going to need understanding of the... Um, refinements that you have to make and how you're going to get these fundamentals correct number three you need to become autonomous you need to be able to do all of this yourself you need to be able to self-reflect and self-correct and this is really when an athlete or a musician is going to fly the nest and ultimately become their own best coach and then there's a love for them for the uh, intrinsic side of mastery now. Now you're out on your own and you're doing this journey. You're going through this journey and you are your own best coach. You might be interdependent with a coach. The coach is a guide and is used a lot less, but you are going to be motivated by self correction, by, um, by by the love that you developed throughout this journey. So that is realistically how we can manipulate the environment to keep motivation. So for beginners, make it fun. If you are a beginner and you are learning a skill, if you are going to go and do something with your partner, if you are uh, teaching a classroom and you're going to introduce something new, make it fun. Fun will keep people motivated. Then as time progresses and you can see that the classroom or you and your partner um, or the person that you're coaching is making the decision that they want to get better. That, yes, I have a love for this sport. Now I want to master skills. Like I'm in, I'm bought in. Phase one bought me in. Give me more. That's when you inject intensity And now that intensity is going to keep them motivated. And then you only stay here for so long because ultimately what you want to work towards, you want to work towards becoming autonomous. That individual who's learning a skill needs to become autonomous, needs to become their own best coach, and that's phase three. And now they're motivated by self-mastery. So motivation by fun early on, Motivation through intensity and self-determination at phase two. And then motivated by mastery and self-reflection and learning at phase three. And what this is going to do is, it's going to help a lot of athletes, um, a lot of students avoid quitting. Avoid dropping out. Avoid the burnout um, or reduce the chances of burning out physically and mentally um, like unfortunately um, Maddie did. Uh, And athletes can sometimes feel trapped or students can sometimes feel trapped and they don't know where to go. So ultimately, if you want to manipulate an environment to keep yourself motivated, try and learn these three phases and try and apply them into your life. Fun. Fun intensity, and then guidance. Um, So that's it from me. Um, But a super, super important podcast. Uh, Like I said, I see so many people that if their child is taking up golf, they want to be the next Tiger Woods straight away. If their child is a musician, okay, they're four years old, they're going to be the next big composer, the next Beethoven, If their child takes up soccer, you know, hey, Ian, will you work on my son with his mental game? Um, We want him to be the next Lionel Messi. It doesn't work like that. My goal as a coach, as a performance coach, is becoming more and more and more to help people. Number one, be happy. Treat them as a human being. uh, And number two, avoid... Psychological and physical burnout, really trying to keep the individual in front of me happy and in the correct phase uh, of participation in line with their goals and their dreams. So, anyone who's listening, let's focus on on happiness, participation, uh, intensity when it's right, guidance when it's right, and that will maintain motivation. And that will help, that will truly help um, ourselves uh, if this is down to the skills that we're learning uh, or that will help the people that we are coaching and trying to help be better and take strides towards their goals and dreams. If anyone wants help with this, remember, uh, I I offer a free 30-minute power call. You just go to ianhighfield.com That's ianhighfield.com forward slash calendar. And you can book a free 30 minute power call with me. And I can help you with this. If you are a parent, if you are a coach, if you are an educator, I can help you with this. If you are someone who's trying to master a skill, um, I can help you with this. If you're someone that's just taking up a new hobby, uh, I can help you with this also. So please reach out to me. That's ianhighfield.com forward slash calendar. Uh, You can also check me out on Instagram. Uh, I've thrown up a a couple of new pictures of my apartment recently, so check them out. It's ianhyfeet underscore beyond the mind, ianhyfeet underscore beyond the mind. Um, So again, super passionate about this. This is something that I'm talking more and more and more about. Uh, I've covered it in a couple of my um, published books. Um, But please, if you are trying to master a skill, if you are helping someone else um, through coaching, through education, through being in a relationship with them, look at the phases of participation. Fun, number one. Intensity, number two. Guidance, number three. And understand that we are human beings The ultimate goal of life is joy and happiness. And we have to guard our brain against um, psychological burnout. Uh, And don't take my word for it. You know, I'm just throwing these podcasts out there to try and create positive change. Take Kate Fagan's word for it and read What Made Maddie Run, um, one of the best books uh, that I've ever read. Uh, So please, again, that's Kate Fagan, What made Maddie run? uh, And um, hopefully uh, I can connect with Kate one day, but it's just a phenomenal piece of work um, that just like we're doing at Beyond the Mind, trying to create positive change, make the world um, a better place. Thanks for listening. Have an amazing week and I'll speak to you again soon. You've just taken a step forward to making a positive change in your life. That's right, you're one step closer to leaving frustration, stress, and anxiety behind. This was the Beyond the Mind podcast. Let's apply some positive change into your world. Into your world. Into your world. world.